This week's Raiders game against the Ravens is brought to you by America First Credit Union, the exclusive home of the official Raider debit card. All of the same great features and benefits now with the silver and black. Learn more at AmericaFirst.com slash Raiders. <laughs> I love the way you say that. <laughs> I always do that at work because you know I'm uh, one of our sports producers, Tim Peterson, is a huge Raider fan. and we, I don't know why that happened, but it happened now. Everyone in the sports office does it all the time, but I, I do it the I, I do do it quite a bit. The Raiders. All right, it's time now to talk BYU football with Brian Keel. He could not be showing up on a more exciting day. He is joining us on the Smart Rain guest line. It's no secret that Utah is in an extreme drought. That's why Smart Rain is a solution for any commercial property. Concerned about water consumption while managing irrigation? Find out more at smartrain.net. Brian, good morning. Let's go! <laughs> <laughs> Impeccable timing yet again, Brian. Good job, buddy. <laughs> oh, man, what a day. What a day to be alive, my friend. What a day. <laughs> what does this do for BYU football? Oh, man, this is like just getting pulled out of the gulag and put into, you know, relevance and prominence and nice, comfortable, cushy robe of inclusion pulled around us and it's just it's just indescribable just you know this is what nice. BYU fans have hoped for 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 yep. 10 years now yep Kevin Nixon I think speaks for a lot of former BYU athletes this morning when he tweets out how do you know you are old when you played for BYU four conferences ago oh my goodness <laughs> <laughs> that's insane <laughs> the whack to the Mountain West, uh, Independence of the West Coast Conference, depending on your sport, to the Big 12. What a long, strange trip. Yeah, what a journey. Independence has um, been um, many things, and I don't think there's anybody who is sad to see it go. So today is a good day. I think the big thing that the fans and you're, you you kind of have yourself in both spots. You're a fan and you're an alum of the program and a distinguished alum having played in the NFL. So your opinion from the alumni perspective of the football alumni carries a lot of weight. And one of the things that we need to see now is an increase in cr- recruiting, particularly in the in-state, because it's been a double whammy. You're not getting the guy and the guy doesn't – some of them go to Utah, but some of them go out of state, as you know. And guys that you know, probably their sons you're aware of, have gone out of state. What can you estimate this doing for recruiting now, particularly in-state, when the state of Utah, just from the time you've played to now, is just tenfold in terms of producing Division One talent? So, perfect example. Um, one, of, one of my brother's best friends um, is Sean Hagan. His son is a receiver. Yeah. yeah, his yeah. son's receiver at, at Corner Canyon High School, one of the top recruits in the state right now. Uh, so yes. we're really good fr- friends with him. And I was talking to his dad, Sean, um, just a, a couple weeks ago. And, and, you know, he was, his son is really trying to decide where, where should he go? Where should he go? And he's trying to narrow it down. He's got USC on the table, Michigan on the table, Stanford on the table, and of course, Utah and BYU. And, um, and he's still undecided. Last I heard, last I talked to him. Does this, does this change that? It absolutely changed the calculus. And I don't know that this now he's going to go to BYU, and that's not what I'm implying or insinuating, but it changes the calculus. And that's a perfect example of one of the top recruits, an absolutely phenomenal football player, super talented with speed. 
something that we need at BYU. And, and that's the type of thing that, just like you said, those kids, the top recruits, they've, they've been going to Utah, and they've been going out of state. And you add this, this formula to the mix of being in the Big 12, and it absolutely helps us in terms of recruiting. And really in the last 10 years, that's where we've kind of been left in the dust. Um, our, our recruiting has not kept up. And this helps us. It doesn't solve all of our problems, but it absolutely helps us. The money that will, will come into the program in terms of facilities and coaches and, and resources, it just it buoys us up. It's a, it's a big day. Well, that's an interesting question there because uh, BYU, as we have covered many times on this show, uh, pays below market rate, and they'll tell you that, and they're proud of that. Now, I will say that they pay a certain percentage of market rate, and certainly they're paying a lot more than they paid in Lavelle's day, so it's not that it doesn't go up because it does, but how much more money does BYU spend in the Big 12 era, and how will it stack up against what everybody else in the Big 12 is spending? Yeah, and that's, you know, we've talked about this on the show before, and, and the, the decision makers at BYU, they kind of have to decide how competitive they want to be. And, and it comes down to money. It comes down to not just money, but all resources. So time, effort, emphasis, priority, you know, those are all resources, and money is, is obviously a big or, or the biggest one of those. And if you want to compete on the national level and be relevant, it takes those resources, it takes money. And, and so they kind of have to decide, and they'll have more money at their disposal in, in, in the next 10 years, certainly more than they've had the last 10 years. And so I hope they, they open up. I hope they loosen up a little bit and start to be competitive in their allocation of resources because that will absolutely help us to be competitive on the field. And there's so many, you know, the technology and, and um, you know, nutrition, and there's all these other elements that are in – college sports nowadays and and in order to compete you have to you have to incorporate all of those aspects and i hope they do it i think if they if they do you know byu can get back on the national stage where they used to be you grew up in the faith so adhering to the standards was just second nature it's something you did your whole life so it was no big deal i'm wondering what you think now as far as this being a Big 12 going, and we know that the stronghold with the LDS Church is in the West, and people are familiar with it to one degree or another, so they're already going to be able to recruit here uh, and from the Western region. How about now, Big 12, the prominence therein as far as getting some players who may be not of the faith in Texas, Oklahoma, wherever there might be, looking forward to going more east, not necessarily changing, but plucking some more talent from that perspective in addition to obviously where your backyard is in the west. Yeah, so I, I went to uh, the Arizona game last week with my college roommates, uh, team, teammates, Kellen Fowler, Corby Hodgkiss. Corby was a safety for us. He, came, he grew up in Texas, played Texas high school football, came to BYU. He's back in Texas, he's lived in Texas since graduating BYU and and we, anyway, we talked about this possibility, you know, last weekend, and we're so excited. And, and that was one of the things we talked about. You know, kids in his area, in Texas and the surrounding states, is just a hotbed of football and football talent. And a lot of those kids haven't heard about or don't really know about BYU. It's not on their radar. This absolutely changes that. With BYU being plugged into that conference, there's a bevy of talented football players in the South, in those states, that are just overloaded with talent 
that now it, there's another opportunity, there's another option where, where they hadn't even heard of BYU or really didn't know anything about BYU before. Now they'll see BYU week in and week out playing the teams in their, in their state, playing the conference that they've watched for years. And, and it just it, it puts BYU on the table. And it doesn't, it doesn't mean that we're all of a sudden going to recruit like Texas, UT, or Oklahoma. You know, like it doesn't, doesn't mean that, but it absolutely is going to boost up our recruiting. And, and that's what we need. And we've, we've talked about this on the show before. There are certain position groups that BYU gets. We all, we've always got linebackers. And, and, and that, that's great. But it, when we can start to get some, some high-star players on the outside – in the skill positions, that's really what will help take us to the next level. So how much more do you think we see the Tyson Williams story where a guy who's going to be an NFL guy comes to BYU through the transfer portal? It's been pretty unusual. Is it going to become, you think, more normal now that they're in the Big 12, or that's just a one-off and I should go think about something else because I brought him up twice and PK's already rolled his eyes. (laughs) Yeah, so... um... The perfect example. Uh, you know, you have really talented kids, and you know, have whatever situation at other schools. And when when BYU gets put in the mix, you know, those kids. It has really been rare, as you mentioned, in, in historically, and and going forward, that's just going to increase. Um, it's not going to be you know open the floodgates tomorrow, but you know, there's going to be more of those in the next year, and then the next. Three years after that, there's going to be even more. And then the next three years after that, there's going to be even more. And it's just, it's an upward mobility thing. And, um, you know, you look at University of Utah, they've done a great job in recruiting. Um, they put tons of kids in the NFL. And, you know, they, they're just really talented. And their talent over the last 10 years has just, it has just grown by leaps and bounds. Um, I've said this on the show before. So I, my, my senior year was 07. Um, I was the only one drafted from BYU that year, and Utah didn't have a player drafted that year in 2007. And and now you fast forward now, and they they you know they put tons of tons of kids in the league every single year. Um, you know they they they're just loaded with talent, and so that's that's what ten years has done for them. Um, I I think BYU will have that similar thing where you know there'll be more next year, and then the year after that there'll be even more, and just the talent will just slowly build up, and that's what we hope. So you're at the game. I was at the game on Saturday. Big game, obviously, this Saturday with the Cougars and the Utes. If I ask you, what are some reasons you have optimism for BYU winning? What would be your answer? Um, so, I mean, there's a lot of different ways to look at it. Um, just the law of statistics is probably the biggest. <laughs> just the, you know, reverting to the mean and the law of averages. Just that's probably the biggest thing in our favor. Like. At some point in time, that coin is going to flip the other way, and uh, so that just that takes everything out of it. So you know that's probably the biggest thing in our favor. I, I think um, just this today, the news of today that just really excites us and gives us hope and life and, and a shot in our arm and injects us and just gets us gets us lift up and excited for tomorrow. So that's good. Um, I think you know the pressure. The pressure is on Utah. Ten, ten in a row has never been done. Um, they know that, you know, nine in a row, it just, there's just a lot of pressure on them. So I think, I think there's that facet. Um, and I, also just the facet, I think that our, like our fan base, especially the coaches, cause almost all of the coaches, I mean, most of the coaches are BYU guys that played there or whatever. 
Um, they're just sick of it. They're just sick of losing. I'm sick of losing. The players are sick of losing. None, none of those kids on the team have ever beat Utah. Um, if you're if you're not older than ten, you've never seen BYU beat Utah. We're just sick of it. So tomorrow, I hope that ends. So the other way to look at that is it's not a flip of the coin. There's nothing lucky about it. They were in the same league together. BYU Independent, you've already made clear what you thought of Independence. Why did any recruits think anything different than what you said? Meanwhile, they're over there recruiting with Pac-12, and Kyle is a coach. Even if, you'd fans, or even if Cougar fans don't like him, they got to admit, Kyle knows what he's doing. So if you give a coach who's that good that kind of recruiting advantage, of course they win. I think if Utah wins tomorrow, we're going to come in on Monday and we're getting an onslaught of, that was Independence and they were Pac-12. Now that we're on a similar footing, it's going to go right back to a battle. That was fool's gold for the youths. They thought they were all that. They had a build-in for an advantage for a decade. They cashed in on it. But pfft, we're back to the real deal when we meet again. So <laughs> I love it. Um, Kyle is a phenomenal coach. Um, when I see Kyle slander from the Utah fans, it drives me insane. Um, I think there's some Utah fans who don't know how good they have it um, to have Kyle. He's a phenomenal coach, and Utah is blessed to have, ha- to have him and to have had him for so long. And their success absolutely is because of him and, and their success over BYU. Um, I don't know what formula he's got up his sleeve, but he's figured out the secret sauce, man, again, in terms of playing us. And this goes, and this even, this, so you even look, you talk about the law of averages. Okay. So in, in the last, whatever, 15 years, we've won three games. And um, so in 06, 07, and 09, okay. And then, um, you know, before that, I think you have to go back to 2001 when we, we won. Anyway, what I'm getting at here is in those victories, I would argue that BYU wasn't just a better team. They were way better, especially in 2006 and 2007. Those were down years for Utah, and BYU was on top. We were really, really good. We were 30 points better than Utah, and we barely beat them. We needed miraculous, stupid plays. We needed Bryce McCain to somehow forget how to play football on 4th and 18 in order for us to beat them, right? Utah, whatever Kyle's doing, it works. So even when we're way better, we barely win. When, when it's even, Utah wins. And when Utah's better, they, you know, 54 to 10. You know, it's just, yeah. they, whatever Kyle's done, it's, I, don't, I don't know. I would like to crack that code and solve that formula. But he's done a phenomenal job. Um, and, and the success is owed to him. That being said, I think tomorrow's our day. (laughs) (laughs) That's an interesting thought, Brian, because, you know, you've been in many situations over the years at at literally every level of football. Uh, Did you ever feel, uh, rather from the win or the loss perspective, uh, that before the game even started, there's no chance either way? Yes. Yes. So, and, so culture is everything and a mindset. Um, why did Tampa Bay win the Super Bowl last year? Because Tom Brady is the greatest of all time. Well, partly, you know, but it, the, the thing that really pushed them over the top was the culture, was the mindset. Tom Brady brought his arm to Tampa Bay, but more than that, he brought the, the belief that they could win. Okay? And um, so 
in the NFL, I played on really good teams that, that won division championships, and I played on teams that only won two games. And the talent is really similar. You know, NFL has a salary cap. They've got good players across the board. Um, and it, it's, it's a mindset. And so I've played on teams where we didn't believe we could win, and but we didn't win. We didn't, we didn't win. Um, and then I played on other teams with similar talent. They got the same the same resources. The NFL is pretty consistent with that because of the salary cap. And but it's just a different culture in the in the locker room where you believe every single game you can win, and that those teams are good. You go out there, you win football games, and that's that's really the biggest biggest difference in the NFL. College is different because resources are different, talent is very different. But but that but but aside from that, you can still have a winning culture and a winning mindset. And uh, it, it, it matters. It pays big dividends. Well, Brian, as always, we appreciate it. Thanks for bringing all the energy and enthusiasm and dumping on independence and celebrating the Big 12. What a day, boys. Tomorrow's going to be fun. I'm excited. <laughs> Win, lose, or draw, I will wrap myself up in the blanket of P5 inclusion, as I saw someone tweet about, and I will, I will be comfortable tomorrow night. All right. Thank you, Brian. <laughs> Brian Kill, former BYU linebacker right there, DJ and PK. Coming up next, we'll get you up to speed on everything we have been covering in this show and some of the decisions Tom's got to make going forward. David Locke brought it up. What about playing in California? There are uh, big decisions right out of the gate. You know what? I, I, will, I will take the role of David Locke and ask the questions, and we'll put you in the role of Tom Homo, and you will provide the answers. Me? You! Oh, crap. (laughs) (laughs) We'll do that next. It'll be hilarious. DJ and PK live from Murdoch Hyundai. Check them out online, MurdochHyundai.com. We are live at 452 South Linden Park Drive in Linden. Murdoch with over 1,000 pre-owned vehicles to choose from, offering three months and a 3,000-mile warranty, five-day exchange, car washes for life. Blake just joined us a few minutes ago and was talking about that. They're building a brand-new facility here, state-of-the-art. You're not even going to have to get out of your car. It's going to be great. But when you drive up here, you'll also see a huge sign, yes, we have cars. You've read the stories. It's a, it's a story regionally. It's a story nationally. With the, uh, the backlog and the chips and the accessibility and the availability, uh, it's, it's hard to get new cars. But they are getting new vehicles arriving every day at Murdoch Hyundai. You can come check out the all-new 2022 Santa Cruz. For the 2021 Sonata, they're offering 0% for five years. They're up to $1,500 off. they got all kinds of deals. For over 95 years, Utah has trusted the Murdoch Auto Group with quality vehicles and great customer service come down and visit them 452 south linden park drive in linden or online at murdochhunday.com the long decade of independence for byu is finally over let's go as the cougars are big 12 bound keep it locked on the zone sports network for all the latest breaking news as the cougars make the transition to the big 12 your home for the best coverage of college football in utah is right here on 97.5 1280 the zone in the zone sports network 
I definitely was still seeing red going into that press conference. And I think I remember even apologizing to Duff as I was walking in there. I just said, hey, Duff, I apologize in advance. And he, oh, that he was tried, the other thing oh, I was going to ask. That's legendary. See, I, I, I thought that was yeah. like an urban legend. I didn't know that yet yeah, actually happened. I'd heard that somewhere that you had said you had given Duff a heads up that it was going to get real. But I didn't know if yeah. that was going to be my next question, if that actually happened. Yeah, I did say that. I didn't know what was going to come out of my mouth, to be honest with you. Um, I just know I was still fired up, and that's what ended up coming out. That's Max Hall earlier this week. He was on with Scotty and Hans, the former quarterback, and PK. There it is. All the people who told you, you baited him. He came into the room and apologized because he knew it was go time. He didn't apologize. What do you mean? He came into the room. He apologized to Duff for what he was about oh, to Duff say. Duff Tittle being the uh, one of the uh, athletic officials, right. administrators. Yeah, that's who that is. Uh, yeah, he knew that he was. I knew he was ready to go. He knew he was ready to go. So I wanted to make sure I asked him. And there it is. Because I have this rep. <laughs> you do. You do have a rep. All right, it's time to catch you up to date on everything we've been talking about in this show. We have talked a lot about Utah and BYU. People are asking who we're picking. We're both picking Utah until we see BYU beat them, so inevitably we're going to be wrong at some point. But ride the streak, PK. Ride it. Yeah. Yeah, that's the way I see it. Uh, until I see otherwise, I'll go and, and go with what's at hand. And what's at hand is the Utah winning. And Kyle Whittingham, as Brian Keel just said, has been the master in this. This has been unparalleled. I mean, clearly he's going to go down as the greatest coach in Utah football history. I don't think anybody's going to argue that. He's going to be the winningest coach, and and that should come uh, sometime next season, I think, whatever the record is there. Uh, but he has he has the touch. He has the potion, whatever it might be. I mean, the Whittingham family, uh, part of the deal is you beat BYU, and then you celebrate it in and out. And <laughs> in and out burger. So the other big news of the day is it's official. The Big 12 sent out the release this morning. BYU is in, Cincinnati's in, Houston's in, UCF is in. And you've had communication with people. BYU's going to have a press conference coming up here in about another hour, a little less than an hour, 10:30, I guess. yeah. Yeah. You go Are you going? I am, I think. Yes, I am. Apparently. Texting with Channel 2 during the show. But, yes, it looks like I'm going and probably going live from there as well in the noon show. Wow. Yeah, there it is. You going? Oh, Channel 2 fired me. That you, doesn't have you anything can go to do for the station. You and you already know the gym wants to bring you back, so it's only a matter of time. Yeah, play, play the victim I got to play. play I know. It's not victim. It's called laugh. Edge. You got a huge laugh. It's I got to say, that was the best reaction Keep the edge, you got. Yes. You, that's the it's, best reaction you've gotten yet. You want me to have this edge. You need me to you, have this you edge. You want me on that wall. You're going yeah, Nicholson you, on the you, stand. You are so loud. <laughs> I'm here at Murdoch in the showroom, and the people are It looking. really echoes, too. So I went to the bathroom, thinking, and I was like, you hear that loud mouth over there? I said, I know. Can you believe him? <laughs> right? <laughs> so, 20, the fall of 23. So, finish this football season. Uh huh. Play one more, and then it's on to the well, Big two 12. two more football seasons, yeah, and two more everything, for that matter. Right. And then get going, yeah. So who's BYU going to dump? <laughs> Who do you want to keep? They got 12 games scheduled in 2023. like that, dude. <laughs> well, that's what it is. Well, we don't know if there's truth. eight or nine. Yeah, we would say dump. 
dumb. so aggressively. It was, it was pretty aggressive. <laughs> it's, yeah. No, because you act like it's a slight coming. on these teams. No, and it's built into the contract. I'm sure this is all, you know, it's been on the horizon. Everyone has known it's a possibility. Not just everyone at BYU. Everybody who's scheduling BYU knows it's a possibility. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not a total shock. But nonetheless, David Locke was on earlier this morning and brought up an interesting point. So much of the recruiting base has been California. Yes, but I think that's overrated. One game in your city is not going to be the reason you decide to go to a school. Which is why they might be dropping some California games that the fan base really looks forward to. Especially the fan base that's there. That includes donors and important people and alumni and all that stuff. In 2023, they're supposed to go to USC on Thanksgiving weekend. I think they still will. That's one of the, that's one of the let's say it's if, nine games. If we know Bulls be smart, why wouldn't you have that in your conference? Are you kidding me? Do they, still, one, yeah. do they still want to have a money game, or do they just figure Kansas Who's is the money? Easy? Uh, Southern Are you Utah. From the big, for oh, 2023. From, oh, from I'm saying BYU's got gotcha, 12 gotcha, games. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. They have to say, sorry, we aren't coming, or you aren't coming here. Now, one of the games is UCF, which becomes a conference game. So really, there's 11 games. They'll get to keep two, three, or four of them. They'll still need non-conference games, depending on whether they play eight, nine, or ten. I assume they'll play nine. Well, interesting what Boise wants, because Boise, are they upset they didn't get invited? Well, we also, I would have loved to see Boise in. Have we also acknowledged the fact that most of BYU's contracts have 12 to 24-month out clauses if BYU were to join a right. Power 5 conference? Yeah. Yes. And they knew getting into it, the opposition, the opponents. The home opener with Tennessee. I'd keep it. And you keep the game at USC? Then you yeah. get to keep one more game. And, and show – and this is Bronco another, doesn't want to play him again, so Bronco will say, take us off the schedule, please. That's a good one. I agree with you on Add that. At Virginia. Uh, here's an opportunity for you to kind of stick it to Utah. Hey, we can play big boys. <laughs> we don't just play one and then go to Northern Illinois and go to Wyoming and go to Carson. <laughs> we don't need to do that. No. We've got a big-time program. We'll take them on. Well, they got USC and Tennessee. Who else do they want to keep? Virginia, Utah State, Arkansas, Fresno State, all on the road. Home games, Sorry, Rice, Fresno. Boise State, We're not going to USF, UNLV, Southern Utah. Well, the, I would keep uh, number one, Utah State, number two, UNLV. So right now you got Utah State, UNLV, Tennessee, and USC, if you get four games. So I would take Tennessee. I would keep and Tennessee, probably need USC, to know if you need Utah, a sixth home game. Utah that would State, be something to figure out. If Utah State can't be done, then UNLV, thinking from yeah. the fan perspective. UNLV, that's essentially so. Boise South. State, you're letting it go. Forget Boise State. Well, that probably that deal is going to be done, and it was a great deal. It was a great deal for both schools. But I mean, you just can't keep everybody. No, you can't. So you can't. It's th- this is like an all-star team. <laughs> right. You know, there's more than twelve worthy, but you can't keep everybody. So yeah, it's no knock on any school that isn't on their schedule. I would love to see them play Boise. It's been a great series. I've enjoyed it every year. And so many twists and turns to that series. In Utah State, it's an in-state game, obviously, and has a lot of sizzle. And we'll see what Blake Anderson can do. Well, Tom will have to make those decisions going forward, talk to the football coaches, get some input there. Uh, but they've got uh, eight eight games scheduled out through 2026. they got six games out in 2028. They're just going to have to... Let some of those go. All right, other stuff we have discussed this morning. Recruiting. 
The Big 12 opening doors. Lots, we'll lots of games in Texas. Higher profile there, obviously. Yeah, it puts a little pressure on these coaches too. Now, okay, the uh, little uh, the excuse of high school gyms in the West Coast Conference, the excuse of independence, and how difficult it is to recruit. That's over. So now, now you got to into the Big Twelve. You got to deliver, man. You got to step it up. I have every reason to believe they can, but at the same time, it amps up the pressure, right? Because Pope has told BYU players he missed because they're in the WCC. All right, well, you're out. you still got two more years. But uh, uh, when that time comes, and who knows who's going to be coaching, two years is a long time in college sports. Uh, but whoever it is, there's going to be more expectations. And that's what you want. Jericho used to talk about that. You know, heavy is the head that wears the crown. The dumb <laughs> phrases he used to have. Well, okay, but you want the heavy head. Right? Because that means there's expectations. That means you got the crown. That means you got the title. Yeah. You don't want to lose the title. Then you lose the crown. Yeah. And he used to talk about a lot how that uh, they were playing the brand. The opponent was playing the oh, brand of Utah. That happens all the time. It does. That's that's the way it works. It, it is, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I heard, uh, uh, what, uh, UC Los Angeles take a hit on it. Well, they were playing the LSU. They're playing the LSU <laughs> team this year, not the LSU so? program. So? I don't know, but they're trying to downgrade it a little sure. bit from the SC perspective. Right. You know how that rivalry is. So. But that's happened, and we've always talked about like, BYU it. beats people in down years. I got it. But Everybody beats people in down years. In the upper years, the good teams only lose one or zero games. Sure. In the down years, they lose six. I'm with you. Everybody, it's the math. Everybody beats them in a the down I, I year. I got you. I, su- I can support that. But there's going to be more pressure because there's going to be a higher level of expectation. And I, and I do think that I made the statement earlier that the, the Big 12 expansion is more powerful than the Pac-12 expansion because Colorado sucked in football at the time, but they still took them, right? And none of these programs suck in football. But at the same time, I always believed Utah was going to have a somewhat difficult transition there's no excuse for BYU to have a difficult transition. In my mind, there was legitimate reasons for Utah to need time. Turns out they did. They had Norm Chow, and he did a great year, that, a great job the first year. The yeah, next that, two that years, they go a lot of stuff. The next two years, they go five and seven. That doesn't surprise me at all. BYU doesn't have that excuse. Doesn't have that. I don't know what luxury isn't the word, but I. You, I suspect you ought to be able to jump in and compete right away. I've always believed, and Utah coaches told me this, too. It's not just me. Like a lot of the stuff that I say when I'm serious, it's what has been told to me. Utah needed time, and they got the time, and now they're very good. BYU doesn't need time. They need to jump in right from the start and be competitive in November of 2023 for a Big 12 title or a division if they if that's the way they go, which I think that's what they're going to do. And so break it down that way. At least from the division perspective, immediately they need to be competitive. Expect them to be in a division with the Texas and Oklahoma schools? I think that's what makes the most sense. Oh, in the short term? In the short term. I don't even know if Texas and Oklahoma will be there. I mean the schools as far as Houston, oh, Baylor, states, uh, Texas Tech, oh, okay. and TCU, and Oklahoma well, they'd be State. Well, the yeah, whatever they want right. to call it. I assume it would be east-west. I don't know uh, how they're going to figure it out. Uh, but if that's what they want to call it, then the west, yeah, of course. It's obvious. 
All right, that press press conference coming up in about 45 minutes, and maybe we'll get a little clarity on that, and Scott and Hans will have that for you. All right, DJ PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. We're back with your feedback, all your comments coming up next. Stay with us. All over almost here. Don't go nowhere. DJ PK, it is time for your feedback. we got a poll question up. Who wins, Utah or BYU? Utes are getting 56% of the vote right now. Daniel Ormsby says... I'm voting with my heart on this one. Of course. Daniel checking in from Odessa, Texas. Why wouldn't you? Is he coming tonight to the game? (laughs) It doesn't look like. Because he'd be traveling tonight on a plane. Nice. (laughs) He can see the red tail lights. Heading for Salt Lake International. (laughs) Whoa. Oh, man. All right, we got lots of people weighing in this morning. They've got lots of things to say about the rivalry and who's going to win and why. And there's tons of reaction to the uh, to the Big 12. Uh, man, Utah was silly for getting excited to display that Pac-12 logo, huh? And then he's quote-tweeting uh, Tom Homo walking in and putting on a, uh, putting on a cap. Are we, gonna get, are we going back to bumper stickers now? The Utah bumper sticker was, with Pac-12 bumper sticker was all the thing it's for about five years. all over Twitter right now. And I support every Ute fan who put on that bumper sticker because that's what a rivalry is about. And you got the big time in the Pac-12, so if BYU wants to have at it, fine, go ahead and do it. But I thought it was great that the Utes were so excited to be in the Pac-12. And why wouldn't you be? If the situation were reversed, it would have been the exact same. Who's going to win this game? Rhino says, come on, David, we all know BYU is going to get their 10%. Lots of predictions with tithing humor, one out of 10. Tithing humor? Are you a tithe payer? Who are you talking to? <laughs> How about that? Mm. I'm talking. I'm just asking the question. I'm not. I rarely talk to anybody. I like to think <laughs> I talk with people. <laughs> For tax purposes, yes. <laughs> Uh, Dana Holgerson, Ryan says, Dana Holgerson woke up this morning thinking, wait, didn't I just leave this league? I I thought about that the other day. He was at West Virginia. He left, and now he's back in. Back to the Big 12, baby. Yeah, that is kind of funny in that way. I I was thinking about that. We played that audio by Mike Gundy the other day in that same press conference. A guy asked me, what do you think Dana feels about the fact that he left the conference and all of a sudden he's Mm. apparently going right back in? Well, it's a line of, was it uh, Godfather 3 or 2? I they I leave, but they pull me back. Every in. time I think I'm out, they pull me back. Yeah, in. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, good job. <laughs> All right, Dwight's got an open mic for us. What does Dwight have? This is the happiest I've seen BYU fans since Jimmer hit that half court shot against Utah. I'm not kidding. They're like giddy. Look, just look out the window. They're literally doing <laughs> cartwheels with pom-poms. <laughs> okay. Well, hey, I got to get home first. <laughs> All right, Patrick's got an open mic, too. 
The Utes were afraid, petrified to play BYU last year and canceled the game. Even Steve Young knows that. Now BYU's in the Big 12, the best athletic conference in all of America. As such, I can guarantee BYU will win tomorrow night. Ooh, we barely got it in. (laughs) The best athletic conference. I don't know about that. But you run with it. It's funny how... Yeah, the SEC sitting over there going, that's cute. No. It reminds me when a program hires an, uh, a play-by-play guy, that person suddenly becomes such a diehard fan of that team, and until they got the job, probably hadn't thought much about, about that it. team. But now... <laughs> now, Big 12, man, I love you, Oklahoma State. <laughs> and they're going to be rooting for him tomorrow. As soon as tomorrow, they're gonna, BYU fans are going to be keeping score to see how the Big 12 did in its football okay, games. PK, so there's always been that hashtag back the pack, obviously the back the pack 12. The, what I have seen online mostly this week about the Big 12, can you get any, any guesses about this? It relates to the LDS religion. Uh, well, the quorum of the 12. But it's hashtag sustain the 12. Yeah, I mean, I, I put that. I, I said quorum of the 12 back when Utah went, but I didn't think it got any buzz and it dropped because I don't like to interject religion into the sports programs. Uh-huh. <laughs> Never. Did you do the full t- 10% before or after growth? <laughs> <laughs> Mike says, last unanswered question I have, do you know how many – last unanswered question I have, do you know how many conference games they plan to play per season? Yeah, eight or nine. That question is sure to come up at the press conference in about half an hour. I would think they've got, and that, uh, have it they've got that figured out. Yeah, I, would I don't know did. the answer. I don't, I don't, know don't the care. Answer. Yeah, I, I would start with the number nine. That's what they've been playing. And in a 12-team league. I'm more, more conference games, the better. I don't know where they get a lot of good non-conference games from if this alliance is going to eat up most of the non-conference schedule for the Pac-12, the Big Ten, and the ACC. Oh, yeah, that leaves for, you the SEC. For BYU, it's easy, though. Utah State, Boise, yeah, Utah. Play, I yeah. mean, they would have no problem. Right, for BYU, yes. Yeah. They've got a lot of games scheduled. They can just pick and choose going forward. they got contracts, so they're set for a while. Nathan, I understand that Big 12 stickers will be passed out in church on Sunday and all members will be required to put them on Suburbans and minivans. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Willie at Little Bro Utes, Sports Illustrated. The reconstituted Big 12 is at least as strong, probably stronger than the Pac-12. And Ute fans would like to complain about that, but given Washington, Montana, and what happened to the Big 12 North... Pac-12's out respect on the line tomorrow. Now is not the perfect time to be arguing that point. Down at the Ed in Provo, I'm going to wear my Pac-12 shirt. Show my alliance tomorrow at the ball game. And Oregon at Ohio State at 10 a.m. The one time I root for the Ducks, they better freaking do it. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, Hans and Scotty are coming up. Uh, we'll leave you to this. Kip tweets at us, how sweet would it be if BYU won the Big 12 championship before Utah wins the Pac-12 title? Oh, that, that would be the ultimate, wouldn't it? That won't be controversial at all. That would just be the sweetest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> Thanks to uh, Blake Murdoch for having us down to Murdoch Hyundai here in Linden. 452 South Linden Park Drive in Linden. MurdochHyundai.com. As you drive by, you'll see their big sign out front. Yes, we have cars. There's been a shortage of new cars 
all across the country, but they've got them, and they've got new vehicles arriving every day at Murdoch Hyundai. Blake was on the air this morning and urged people to go online, take a look at the cars at MurdochHyundai.com, and pre-order them. They don't stay on the lot very long, so pre-ordering, he I'm says, drive off two today. I'm is fired the up. Best way to get your new car. Also, they've got over 1,000 pre-owned vehicles to choose from, three-month, 3,000-mile warranties, five-day exchange, and car washes for life. They're building a brand-new drive-through, state-of-the-art car wash right now. You can see the construction underway out front. Thanks to uh, the Murdochs for having us down here today. Scotty and Hans are coming up next, and they will have more on that BYU press conference at 1030, reacting to the news, Cougars to the Big 12. DJ and PK, we'll see you Monday morning here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.